and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060. See knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher. The mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the statistician, a.k.a. the stable genius and vocal minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network episode, I think, 386. It is the 386th convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, and you know what the Stats Overbeat Cypher does. We are here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. We put the fun and functional sports content at the same time. We got a good show for you, okay? Football is on and popping. I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, but it is getting ready to go. Okay, I have a lot of draft questions coming up. I got a lot of drafts we've got to do, a lot of leagues I'm in, and we're going to update all that stuff. Most notably, we are going to update the progress on the formation of the first ever maybe first annual Stats Over Beats League. We're going to get that popping. I got updates for you on that. We got a good show, though. After that, what we're going to do, I'm going to update you on all the camp news and notes. Yo, there's a legitimate wide receiver three that uh, broke a bone today. 
All right, so I'm going to tell you who that is um, in the next segment. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to go off a little bit on the NFL because of their inconsistency. I'll tell you why uh, later on. What we are going to do, remember, I also, we were going into the AFC South. On Monday's show, I gave you Diamonds and Fugazis. We talked a little bit about Indy. We talked a little bit about Jacksonville, I believe. We'll cover the other two teams there, Houston and Tennessee. We'll look at their schedule for some nuggets to mine, win totals, division prices, all that jazz. And then, of course, at the end of the show, we'll bring in my man, Danny Otto. And, uh, you know, the whole stats overbeat cipher. We'll put the fun and functional sports content. If you want to join the show and talk to me about keeper decisions, about drafts that are upcoming, about stuff like that, Feel free to holler at me also, okay? We'll open the phone lines in the third segment, okay? In the third segment, we'll open the phone lines. The number to call, if you do not already know, the number to call is 844-843-6879. We'll have the phone lines open in the third segment if anybody wants to holler at the spitting statistician, okay? We're going to get all into that. And as always, we got a poll question up. And I think it's a very interesting one. And when I see the results right now on Twitter, it is very interesting. People are split on this. The question is, if you were the Chargers, if you ran the Chargers front office, would you extend Melvin Gordon or would you go into the season with Austin Eckler and Jackson as your running back tandem? You know, And it's interesting. Right now on Twitter, okay, you can check out the poll at Spittin' Speeds. If you don't follow me already, I don't know what to tell you. All right, but you can check out that poll at FNTSY Radio, at Fantasy Sportsnet. Right now, yes, like you would extend Melvin Gordon, 51%, and no, 49%. It is very close right now. My man, strong style, dilly dilly, stats over beats cypher, and in the stats over beats league, you know what it is, says, pay the man. Pay the man. I understand that. Jared T, right after that, who's my boy and is always in the chat room, real deal stats over beat cypher, says... You can get his stats elsewhere. Both of those are valid opinions, right? W69 says Melvin Gordon is way overrated. Give me stats about only 1,000-yard season, that sort of thing. Michael Vincent, however, says it's now or never. I think all four of these comments are right on spot. Maybe you can get his production elsewhere, right? Could the next man up do just the same thing? We've, saw, we've seen Eckler. We've seen Jackson do it, Right? We know running back contracts. Remember, I told you about the Lamar Miller, the Shady McCoy, the Devontae Freeman, the Giovanni Bernard contracts, right? It's never really that great of a long-term investment. Look at Todd Gurley even, right? But can you get his stats elsewhere? Can you get 100% of his production elsewhere? Or can you get like 80% or 70 or 90? I think the answer is something less than 100%. But I'll give you that it's something over 70%, okay? Yeah, Eckler and Jackson showed they could do some of the job, right? But the catch for me is what Michael Vincent says. It's now or never, not for Melvin Gordon, but for the Chargers. It's now or never for the Chargers. So if Eckler and Jackson get you 80% of Melvin Gordon, do you want to risk that in the year where you are contending when Phillip Rivers has two years left or three years left, or one year left. I don't know. And that's why this poll is 5149 right now, and I think it is a valid question. Come on back on the other side. We'll talk about this. Updates, 
you know, draft strategy, AFC South, the Stats Over Beats League, and the fun and functional sports content. Dilly dilly to the Stats Over Beats Cypher. If you want to get down, holla at your boy. I'm taking calls today and moving forward. Come on back. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the scenario? Yeah, you know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician with the stats over beat Cypher. Yo, this is a dividing issue, okay? The poll is like 50-50. My man Francisco G in the chat room is saying, give him just a two-year deal. Right. Give him a little bit more money on top. Keep everybody happy. And then he's there because here's the thing. The key for this, the key factor for me for this and Francisco G will probably agree as a Chargers fan. Your window is open right now. And guess what? When Philip Rivers walks away to, you know, be a parent to like 17 kids, your window is closed. It's done. Okay. And what is that? Two years. So in those two years, you need 100% of your running back room, and I think Melvin Gordon does have a little bit of leverage. I think he's slightly above the line of where he can go. We'll talk about another back that's in a similar situation, and then it's ironic, is not making any contract demands whatsoever. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. We got the poll question up. Feel free to holler at me there. You can holler at me in the chat room. You can holler at me on the phone. I gave the phone line. We'll open up the phone lines on the third segment a little bit later on at 8.40, uh, 7.40, we'll open up the phone lines. All right, news and notes since we last talked, since the cypher last convened here on Monday. Um, so you know about Melvin Gordon. You know about Ezekiel Elliott, right? Uh, I got another first-round fantasy draft pick to add to the mix that may hold out or that is going to hold out. Yeah, Michael Thomas, wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints. Looks like he may hold out. Check this out. He's only making $1.1 million. This is a guy with 100-some-odd catches. This is a guy, didn't Drew Brees have like a 80% completion rate with him? This guy is worth it, right? He's the number one wide receiver on a high-octane offense with a Hall of Fame quarterback that needs him as his wide receiver one. Does he have leverage now? It's very interesting. He wants an extension. He wants to get like $20 million a year, okay? Odell is at 18. He wants something between 18 and 20. I think he's worth it, especially for the passing attack that is the New Orleans Saints. We'll see what happens. This is not only running backs doing this. And listen, the wide receiver career is longer. Maybe a four-year contract is a more sound investment for the wide receiver than it is for the running back. That's absolutely viable, right? Michael Thomas is also known across the league as a very high-character guy, right? So you don't have the availability concerns you may have had with Zeke Elliott. You may have had with Le'Veon Bell. These guys have both been suspended in their careers, right? You don't have that concern with Michael Thomas. What I think Michael Thomas needs to do, though, he needs to let other people set the market for him. He doesn't need to talk much. Listen, Odell got $18 million. 
Julio Jones is talking contract right now. Amari Cooper is talking contract right now. Tyreek Hill is talking contract right now. Let those guys set the market, and then you just slot in where you're supposed to. I think that is very interesting. You know, the running backs are not the only ones trying to hold out. Also, listen, the big news last week was Tyreek Hill and that he was not being suspended by the NFL. He's going to play all 16 games, you know. I mean, at least at this point, barring injury, right? Um, my thing with the NFL, I don't know the merits of the Tyree Kill case, right? We know voicemails and hearsay and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm not here to judge that case specifically. I am, however, here to judge and throw shade on and defecate all over the NFL policy. And here's why, okay? Tyree Kill, domestic violence case, not arrested, right? No suspension. All right. A lot of you guys may not know the name Jaron Reed, Jaron Reed. He's a defensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. Guess what? This guy had a domestic violence case in 2017. Guess what? The police in that case could not find enough evidence to charge him to arrest him. They said there was not enough evidence to know that a crime could be committed. Guess what, though? The NFL did their own investigation and I guess they turned up something. I don't know. The NFL investigating is better than the cops. Eh, I don't know. And Gerard Reed, he uh, applied, appealed, excuse me, denied. He's getting a six-game a six suspension. So tell me, I've been telling you guys ever since Jameis Winston messed with an Uber driver, Josh Brown assault beats his wife, right, on NFL, like, sanctioned property at the Pro Bowl. Meanwhile, Sean Trell Henderson gets 16 games for smoking weed. A guy gets a game for wearing the wrong cleats, right? Tyreek Hill, domestic violence case, not arrested, not enough evidence, no suspension. Jaron Reed, domestic violence case, not arrested or charged, six-game suspension? How does that work, people? How is that consistent? What, are, what is the NFL doing? That's why it's a problem. Okay, because I can say now, what, the NFL is favoriting the Chiefs? You know, the NFL cares more about star players, or more about buzz, more about skill position players, more about Kansas City. All those subjective things come into play. That is the reason you have a damn policy. So you could just, whatever it is, refer to the policy. Whatever that policy is, Jerron Reed and Tyreek Hill, Seem like similar cases. How does one get nothing and one get six games? That's a slippery slope. That's the problem with the NFL. And even in an article here, the NFL has an ugly recent history. All right, but, but what? Tyreek Hill will bring eyes to the set. He'll bring ratings. He's on fantasy football teams as a second-round draft pick, so we got to let him out there. That's a real problem for me when it comes to the way the NFL adjudicates this. Look at the case of Tyreek Hill. Look at the case of Jaron Reed and tell me what's different about them so that Reed gets six games and Tyreek gets nothing. All right, but I digress. Um, Other thing I wanted to let you guys know about, remember I just told you at the top of the hour that, uh, yeah, a wide receiver three or flex guy uh, broke broke his thumb today in practice. You need to change some draft boards today. I told you, as camps open, I'm going to start giving you injury reports. And uh, New York Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard broke his thumb in practice today, okay? They're listing him now as week to week. And uh, 
I don't know if this is going to go into the regular season, right? I mean, we're still six weeks away from the regular season. But if it does, you need to know, I think this boosts Evan Ingram even up a little bit higher in that second tight end tier. Something to note about that. All right. Here's what I want to do. We only got a couple of minutes. We got a break. I want to talk so much stuff about the AFC South. I want to give updates on the Stats Over Beats League. um, And we are going to do that. Remember, first of all, thank you. We're going to do this, guys. I want to let people know first. We're going to do it. All right? I said if I got, you know, I wanted to fill a 14-team league, me, Danny Otto down there in a pit of misery, those are two. I needed 12 other people that would agree to the format, draft date, buy-in, you know, the, the we're going to use Yahoo, you know, that sort of stuff. And once again, the Stats of a Beat Cypher came and represented. In the last three days since I've been on with you guys, I have gotten a number of interested parties. We have more than enough to fill the league. We have a waiting list as well, okay? And so we'll talk a little bit about the details, what the next steps are for those people who are the first 12 that I'm going to invite to join the first annual and first ever Stats Over Beats League. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. And then we'll, you know, I'll, I'll lay out the kind of procedure that I'm going to go through here to make sure we get people. Um, it's names you know, people. If you're real does Stats Over Beats, uh, these are people you know, all right, that we're going to do a league together. And then there's definitely some of my Patreons, you know, because listen, if you're a Patreon, right, and you're subscribing to me, you get special access. So if you're a Patreon and you want to be down, I'm not going to say no, right? I can't. So if you're a Patreon, I'm letting you in. If you're Real Deal Stats with Beats and we all know you, we're letting you in. And I, I, I'm sorry, you know, there's, there were a number of other people who applied or, or, or hit me up, and I appreciate it. I, you know, I can only – it's overwhelming, guys. I can only fit 12 of you, and I apologize. Maybe next year we'll do something like co-managers or – Divisions or something like that. I I didn't even think we'd be able to fill a league. But the Stats Over Beat Cypher comes strong like they always do. I will talk about that. And um, speaking of Patreon, one of my men uh, sees on Patreon asked me about, like, draft strategy. Like, I'm giving you diamonds and fugazis. People do rankings. Talk to me about an overall strategy. How do I navigate? And I thought, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to tell you about this, how I play it, you know, in, in what I call five phases of the draft phase one two three all the way down to five right i'll talk through my mindset there and then we'll preview these other two teams in the afc south we'll talk about the stats over beats league we'll put the fun and functional sports content holler at me answer the poll all that jazz dilly dilly we'll be back on the other side of the break fantasy freestyle episode 386 you heard From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, Fantasy Freestyle. Don't let people sabotage you, yo. Don't let people sabotage you in fantasy football. That's why you listen to the Stats Overbeat Cypher and Fantasy Freestyle helping you out. I also got to let you know, people, you want two free, risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid 
Open up a points bet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID. You'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, points bet also offers its own betting concept where the customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Texans minus three and they cover the spread by seven, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's right. Go to pointsbet.com slash grid, enter the promo code grid, and get your two free risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. All right, and by the way, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. I got a lot of stuff going on right now, people. I got to tell you the truth. All right, we're doing this. I'm running back and forth in commercial breaks. I also have a nice little wager on a Moneyline parlay today. I already got through half of it. The Grom and the Mets won part one. All right. I'm looking at the Washington Nationals. That's the final leg of my parlay. They are up 7-6 going into the top of the ninth. So I got one eye on that as well. We got the poll question up right now, which is still very, very tight about Melvin Gordon. We are still holding Pat. We're at like 52% say yes, 48% say no about if uh, the Chargers should, in essence, fold and acquiesce to uh, Melvin Gordon's uh, ultimatums and demands and holdout. Uh, so we'll keep track on that throughout the show. All right. Uh, like I said, C's one of my Patreons. And by the way, as we start to get into football season, I get bombarded with questions, guys. If you want my response, the best way is to su- subscribe on Patreon. Okay, if you subscribe, I guarantee responses to you for all your fantasy questions. And if you're on Twitter, if you're not subscribing to me, please, when you're asking me questions and stuff like that, Use the hashtag StatsOverBeats. That's how I know your real deal cipher, and I will prioritize you as much as I possibly can, okay? But C's, who's one of my uh, Patreons out there, he asked me about, like, draft strategy. So I wanted to kind of detail that for you, okay? I wanted to detail that out for you, the way I approach it, all right? And the first thing I got to tell you, all right, the first thing I got to tell you, um, none of this is set in stone. None of this is set in stone. Okay, you always have to be able to adjust. But this year, and it depends. You might be sitting in the one spot. You could be sitting in the seven spot. You could be sitting in 11. You know, so it's different, right? But generally speaking, rough contours. This is the way I'm approaching it. And, Danny, it's so funny. I'm telling people how I'm about to approach a draft, yet, like, 12 people that are listening to me right now are going to be in a league against me, and I'm telling you how to approach the damn draft. I feel a little bit conflicted. You know, running a stats overbeats league, giving the stats overbeats cipher strategy on how to win their leagues and win that cash, and then they're going to what? Win my cash? All right, so let's figure this out. All right. Phase one of the draft for me is really rounds one, two, and three. This year, my priority in rounds one and two is to get one of the top running backs, okay? Maybe what? 10 of them, maybe. We all know the names, okay? Saquon, Zeke, CMC, Kamara, Lev Bell, David Johnson, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, you know, if you prefer Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, whatever it is, those guys. I need to make sure I end round one and two with at least one of those guys, if not two. That's why, honestly, if I'm in the sixth spot and five running backs have gone off the board and, Devon, you know, like D-Hop, but James Conner is still staring at me. I'm getting the running back because on the comeback, 
I'm going to be staring at like Marlon Mack as my RB1, and that's not what I want to do. But what I've seen so far is that if you get all those running backs, they go. That first round, let's say it's 12 picks, you're going to get nine running backs, you're going to get like two or three wideouts. So you'll still get the wideout in round two if that's what you want. Like if you're in the middle of the draft, let's say you get a Le'Veon Bell, a David Johnson, like a pick six. On the comeback, those you got real wide receiver one still available for you. Okay, you got Odell Beckham still there. You got Julio Jones still there. You got Antonio Brown still there. Okay, that's the way I would like to go. All right, unless you're at like late in the first round, where on the comeback you can still get a Dalvin Cook. You can still get Joe Mixon if that's how it falls to you. But generally speaking, in that two middle of the second round, I'm excited if Odell is still there. I'm excited if Julio's there. All right? But if you're in the back half, I mean the front of the first round, back of the second round, it's a little different. There, you may be able to double up on wide out, get like a T.Y. Hilton and a Keenan Allen. And I like that. I like that a lot. But for me... I also happen to like some of those 10 to 15 running backs, right? So that's where my question is at 2-3. How can I get one of those, you know, RB 10 to 15 guys? I happen to like a few specific guys. I've told you about them. Devontae Freeman, Kerryon Johnson, uh, Leonard Fournette I'm a little higher on than others, right? Can I get one of those guys? Or am I getting the Antonio Browns, right? That's my 2-3 kind of pick. And then when I get to round four, if I have two running backs, one wide out, I get the wide out. If I have two wideouts, one running back, I get the running back. The fourth round running back may be someone like Chris Carson, right? And if I get Chris Carson, I'm trying to get Rashad Penny. But anyway, the next phase of the draft, rounds five, six, and seven. Remember, at this point, I likely have two wideouts, two running backs. I am not drafting a quarterback. I'm showing you how all the stuff I've been talking about plays out. I've got two and two after four rounds. In rounds five, six, and seven, my goal is to go from two and two to three, three, and a tight end. That's what I want after seven rounds. So every pick, pick five, pick six, and pick seven, I'm generally going for who I think is the best value available at RB or wideout, but I'm keeping an eye on the tight end, right? And that's what I've talked about. I'm not going to wind up with Ertz or Kittle or Kelsey, but look at this. The tight end tier that I like, and I've been telling you guys about this. Check this out. O.J. Howard right now, ADP, 59. That's round five. Hunter Henry, ADP right now, 65. That's round six, right? I think that's round six. Five times 12 is 60, so we're in round six. Yeah. Jared Cook, who's a tight end I'm cool with in that area. His ADP, though, is 86, right? So that's like round seven, I believe. Yes. Right, because seven rounds, seven times 12 is 84. So that's round eight, right? So in those rounds, I'm trying to get my third running back, my third wide out, but I'm keeping an eye on tight end because I don't want to leave round seven. I don't want this tier to vanish on me. If the tier vanishes on you, remember the guy I think I like there is not Njoku, is not Ebron, but I like Vance McDonald as a guy who could pop that you can get after it if the tier vanishes on you. So now... After seven rounds, and you're playing your board, the guys you like in those tiers, right? And I can't tell you exactly. Like, I tell you guys I like better, guys I think are undervalued, overvalued. You got to do it yourself. I'm giving you a framework here. After seven rounds, I want three running backs, three wideouts, and my tight end. The next phase is rounds eight, nine, and ten. In those rounds, I'm trying to get the fourth running back, the fourth wideout, 
and I start looking at quarterback. This is where I start looking at quarterback. So I'm doing the same exact thing, getting my running back value, my wide receiver value, and I'm keeping, like before, I was keeping my eye on tight end. Now is when I'm keeping my eye on quarterback, okay? After seven rounds are done, seven times 12 is 84. We're talking about picks 85. The end of the 10th round is pick 120. This is ADP, 85 to 120. Drew Brees' ADP is 90. Jameis Winston's ADP is 96. Jared Goff, who, by the way, is now we're at QB 12, is 100. Kyler Murray, QB 13 at 106. Big Ben, QB 14 at 111. What I'm telling you, I'm trying to show you that in this phase of the draft, you're playing in that same area that I've been telling you about to wait in quarterback. You can get it done in round nine. You know, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston. All right? That's the way I'm looking at it. All right? So after the 10th round, I got four running backs. I got four wideouts. I have my QB finally, and I have my tight end. Cool. Most round, most drafts are 16 players. Most standard kind of home leagues, you got 16 players. Ryan, 15 and 16 is my defense, my kicker, or whatever. If you want to take a flyer, not draft a kicker, that's fine by me. So what you're left with is 11, 12, 13, 14. I'm doing the same thing. I may, then it depends on league settings. I may get a second tight end. I may get a second quarterback if I need to. And then I'm going with upside. I'm going with flyers. I'm going with rookies. I'm going with handcuffs. That's what I'm doing in 11 through 14. I hope that makes sense to people. You say, I love how Todd Gurley is out of everyone's top 10. That's James Young. Listen, the thing is, at that level, James, for my RB1, I need a locked and loaded workhorse, and I don't know if Todd Gurley is that these days with his arthritic knee. I like him in that second tier. I really do, but I need someone with a more stable floor for my RB1 purposely. And like for the same thing, like Nick Chubb is not in that tier for me because come week nine with Kareem Hunt there, his volume goes down for me. It definitely depends on the formats and all that stuff. Strong style saying Howard, Henry, Ingram, Cook, McDonald and Joku. I think McDonald and Joku are a little bit below that, but I like these tight ends, and that's where I'm playing in round six, let's say. All right? So here's what we got to do. Let's see how this applies. We talked We talked Colts, Jaguars, right? On the other side of the break, we're going to dig in a little bit to the Texans and the Titans, and we are going to outline the updates for the first ever and first annual God willing, right? Dilly dilly. Uh, stats over beats league. Well, when we come back, we'll start talking about that. Then we'll do Texans. We'll do Titans. The phone lines will be open as well. If you want to holler at the spitting statistician, the number to call is 844-843-6879. And let me tell you something. If you're real deal stats over beats and you know about the Fantasy Sports Network, when we come down to talking about the Houston Texans, you should be able to tell me who my diamond is who my fugazi is, you know it damn well if you've been listening to me over the last couple of weeks because someone on the Houston Texans sucks and someone I've been hyping for years. Come on back on the other side of the break. We talk Texans, Titans, and the Stats Over Beat League. You heard Dilly Dilly. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
money. Hey, you know that's what we do. That's what the Cypher does, baby. We win leagues, we win cash. James Young, who seems to be maybe a new member to the Cypher, is saying, someone explain to me why John Reed gets six games and Tyreek Hill gets zero. I feel you, man. I agree. He's like, what is, how does the NFL determine this? Throw a dart? That's the problem. That's why you need an objective policy so you could just refer to that. Because I'm going to tell you, I think the NFL is biased for, towards the Kansas City Chiefs. How's Tyreek get zero and Reed get six? It's ridiculous. Frank W. asked me in the chat room, if you are in a 10-team league, does that change your draft strategy? Yes, it does. Okay? If I'm in a 10-team league, honestly, I, I may not draft a quarterback at all. At all. I'm dead serious. If you are in a 10-team league, take the top nine. Uh, so, Frank, this is an exercise I want you to do. You're in a 10-team league. Take the top nine quarterbacks on whatever website you're on, right? Take the top nine off the board. That's what it would be if every single team in your league drafts a quarterback first. Now look at who's still staring there at you. Are you comfortable with those guys? I think you should be, and I think it's fine. That's why if you're in a league like that, I would even longer until quarterback, all right? And big things, we got Larry M in the building, Francisco G, strong style. And I see my man Mendo Bruce asking if he missed the info about the league. No, you did not, Mendo. So let's get into that right now, okay? I've got 14-team league. Danny, are you with me, brother man? Let's get into the pit of misery because Danny's got to talk through this with us. Danny is in the league as well. Danny Otto, of course, y'all know him down in the pit of misery. Dilly dilly to him. Danny, so we got 14 teams in this league, bro. This is going to be interesting because yeah. I, I, I've told you in the past, you yep. helped me win championships. That's right. Because my normal league is eight teams. Yeah, that's so I, stepping I've, up to the big boys. Now. I know. I've never had Good. a league that's been Good. over that. You should so stretch yourself. This is going to be very interesting. Everybody should. That's awesome. So here's the thing. Guys, y'all know this. I love the Cypher. Y'all came through as always. And I've got a waiting list, okay? It's very hard for me to decide who to let in, who to not, who I prioritize. So I had to make some decisions. And if ultimately you don't get in, it's not that I don't love you. I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the love. You are still Stats Overbeat Cypher. It's hurting me that I have to say no to people. It honestly is. And if you know me, if you've been listening to me, you know I care about this. And I I didn't think we were going to fill a league, guys. We filled 14 teams in like three days and we got a waiting list. So I appreciate the Cypher. Here's the way I'm going to do it. People, the people who have reached out to me, I already believe, Danny, they sent me their email, and because I talked about it on Monday, they have implicitly agreed to the format, half-point PPR, to the entry fee of $50. I had a lot of people talking about, oh, let's make it a little higher. Oh, let's make it a little lower. I can't please everybody. We're gonna say, I think 50 is decent. It's enough skin in the game, but it's not going to break anybody's back, hopefully. If you've emailed me, you have implicitly accepted, agreed, and acknowledged that we're playing for $50 a head, half point PPR. I believe, Danny, we're going to try and do the draft on the evening of Sunday, August 25th, 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern, which is like 4 or 5 p.m. Pacific, because I know we got people like Mendo Bruce, Jilly Dilly, and stuff like that that are on the West Coast, okay? So if you have sent me the email already, you are implicitly agreeing to all those formats and stuff, okay? If it's $50 a pop and it's 
14 teams, that's $700. We'll go like 450, 400, 450 for the champion. Another 150 for the runner-up. Another one, 150, whatever it is, for the regular season champ. That's it. I ain't arguing about any of this. This is what it is. If you're agreeing, you're agreeing. That's it. All right? Now, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to send 12 people that have contacted me this weekend or tomorrow. I am going to email you. I am going to email you with my Venmo and my PayPal. Okay? If you send me your $50, I know, guys, come on. I ain't taking people's money. I ain't, you know, other people. I know you guys are making the jokes right now. Okay? That's not the statistician. All right? If you send me your $50, I will email the 12, first 12. I'll say, here's my Venmo, here's my PayPal. If you send me the $50 by next Thursday, you're in. If not, I go to the waiting list. What do you think, Danny? Is that fair, I guess? I mean, it sounds fair to me. You know, I need people to lock in that they're, listen, I'm going to be like, yo, Sunday, August 25th, right? I don't know, 7 p.m. Eastern, half point PPR, $50 buy-in. Here's my Venmo. If you send me the money, it means you agree to the terms and you're in. I'm going to send it to 12 people. If they all hit me up and confirm by next Thursday, we good. If one or two of you don't, I go to the waiting list. That's the way I think I'm going to go, okay? And the thing is, honestly, people, I don't, I don't want to announce them all right now because some people may not send me the loot. Some people may understand that there's a conflict calendar-wise, so I don't want to get into that. When I have my 12 confirmed members along with me and Danny Otto, we will announce them. They are names that you know, and they're also people that have been my Patreon subscribers for, um, you know, for a minute. Um, what I will say right now, Danny, and I think you like this, is that um, in these 12 that I intend to send the info to, we're international, bro. We're international, Danny. We've got not only the United States represented, but we have two other countries represented. Can okay? I guess? Can I guess? We have you can guess, sure. Can I guess? Yeah. I okay, I'm cheating. Did I tell one you? Of, one of them you told me. Oh, then don't do that. One of them you told me. One let's put it this way. We have two other countries. Okay. We have another continent That's represented. What I was say. We have yeah. another continent represented, bro. So it's big things. The stats over beats league is international. Remember, we had we had servicemen, you know, doing this. So that's the way it's going to go down. I, I can't negotiate with this. I can't mess with this. This is the way it is. You're either in or you're out, all right? And, and then it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do it. Draft date, half-point PPR, all that good stuff, all right? So let's talk about this, Danny. I got the Houston Texans. Y'all know it. I see it in the chat room. My diamond in the rough for the Houston Texans this way. Y'all know who it is. It's Deontay Foreman. It's Deontay Foreman. He's another year removed from that Achilles. I think this could be the year. He's worth the flyer, guys. I believe it's valid. It's possible. He could be the leading rusher for the Houston Texans, okay? I'm all over Deontay Foreman. You guys know about this. I've always thought he's the better back in Houston because why? Say it with me, everybody. I see y'all in the chat room. You know what to say, right? Um, my Fugazi is Lamar Miller. Why? Say it in the chat room. There it is, strong style, Fugazi. Lamar Miller sucks. Shout out to the fantasy executive. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, Lamar Miller is my, my, my Fugazi. Here's the other thing I would say. 
You know how I keep on telling you that I think people are going to cut, the Bills are going to cut LaShawn McCoy, how Theo Riddick might get cut, you know, all that stuff. Jay Ajayi still out there on the street. If I'm the Houston Texans, I'm playing in that pond, bro. If, 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 if the Bills cut LaShawn McCoy, come on in. You know what I mean? And that's still out there as well. That's why I'm a little bit, you know, down not only on Lamar Miller, but Foreman as well. That's going to be my diamond, my Fugazi. You guys know about this. Just so you know, I'm a little down on Will Fuller as well, okay? The injury history is there. Will Fuller, best ball, 100%, okay? But I don't think he's necessarily a guy I want to depend on on a week-to-week basis because he has such peaks and valleys. And by the way, guys, why didn't you tell me I told you I was on the Nationals, up 7-6. Of course, the Rockies scored two in the bottom of the ninth. They're now up 8-7. I might lose my parlay. I had Scherzer on the damn mound at home, too. But I digress. In any event, that's the way I'm looking at this. For Tennessee, I'll go with my Fugazi right away. People think it's Corey Davis. I don't, you know, I, he's Fugazi to me. This is... This team has Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill as their quarterbacks. I do not have faith in that, okay? And think about his target share, Corey Davis, versus this year now coming up. They signed Adam Humphreys in the offseason. Remember that? They drafted A.J. Brown in the, in, in the draft. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Tried and true tight end Delaney Walker is now back. My Fugazi is uh, Corey Davis. Everyone loves him. The fantasy community is so high on him, and I understand that. But there are now other options for the quarterback, whoever that might be, whether it's Mariota or Tannehill. You know, the bus label is coming on Mariota pretty soon. All right, so I think there's more. They're not a herd, but there's more options there. So I'm fading Corey Davis. He's not a guy I like. I tell you what I do like, relatively speaking, and it brings us back to the top of the show, the holdouts, Melvin Gordon, that sort of thing, Michael Thomas, Zeke Elliott. My diamond is Derrick Henry. Let me tell you why. Derrick Henry, also in the last year of his rookie contract. You don't hear him negotiating, holding out ultimatums. You know what, though? You know what the Tennessee Titans are going to do? There's no extension there. You know what they're going to do? They are going to wear his ass out. They're going to chew him up, spit him out. With Derrick Henry, it was always a volume issue. Remember, splitting with Deion Lewis, that sort of thing. This is the last year of his rookie deal. They are going to use him. The volume will finally be there. I think Derrick Henry is a legit RB2. He should be drafted as such. I have him as like RB14. I think, though, they are going to feed him this year. You're going to see him doing the Zeke a lot, okay? So I like that. Schedule Nuggets. Listen, Jacksonville gets to host the Texans. That's in London in week nine. The AFC South playing in London already. But Houston also is at New Orleans in week one on Monday night football. That seems like a sacrificial lamb position to me. You know what I'm saying? And then I think it's interesting. The NFL doesn't see Tennessee as a sexy team. They have only one standalone game, and it's in the contract. Everybody needs to have a primetime game uh, at some point in the season. Tennessee is only one of a few teams that only have one, and it's a Thursday night football, week three, at Jacksonville. They just slid them in because they had to. Arizona only has one spotlight game. Buffalo only has one spotlight game. Miami only has one spotlight game. That'll tell you what the NFL thinks about, you know, the buzz, the Q rating of the Tennessee Titans. And I will say this. Those Indianapolis Colts, who you know I am high on, the Colts and the Chargers are my AFC championship game preview. 
and they play each other week one. The Colts have all their primetime games on the road. I will say this. I told you I think the Colts at minus 140 are a good bet. If you like Houston, go ahead, plus 350. I actually think the um, the Indianapolis Colts are an interesting AFC uh, champion bet. I saw them. I have them at 8-1, to one, I believe. Listen, they're behind the Patriots. They're behind the Chiefs. They're behind the Cleveland Browns, for goodness sake. I like right there at about 8 or 9-1. to one, I like the Colts and the Chargers. But in any event, we only got a couple of minutes left. I see in the chat room, uh, Strong Styles talking about do a live show. Listen, guys. Listen, guys. Um, I'm on in the mornings. I'm on Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Monday and Thursday nights. I may be even doing stuff, you know, over the weekend. I don't know if I can do extra live shows. We're going to do it on a Sunday night. We're going to do the draft. There is, yeah, Diamond is Henry, brother man. Diamond is Henry. I think he's right. Mad Hat says, had the under first uh, five in that game today, the only play. Um, thanks for showing the good things, but my Colorado, the Colorado Rockies have beaten the Nationals. There goes my money line parlay, but it is okay because tonight I got some other plays, okay? I like I like Cleveland at minus 130 on the road. Berrios and Giolito are facing each other. Minnesota, Chicago, that over-under is 8.5. Those are two good pitchers. Maybe they can keep it under. But really, now that I lost my parlay, I'm going to be looking at Cleveland with Plutko against the Kansas City Royals. They're throwing Mike Montgomery on the hill. He's got a 22 ERA. The Cleveland Indians are playing well. They are closing the gap on Minnesota. I like Cleveland at minus 130 today on the road. I got to make that money back because Scherzer and the Nationals didn't help me out. I'm still on here in-game live. Gabe Morency, Cam Stewart. You'll see me talking Monday. I'll email the 12 for the Stats Over Beats League with my info. You hit me up. You pay the entry fee, you're in. I got you, for sure. We'll talk about it more on Monday. Dilly dilly, everybody. Peace. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Kevin Cash, the manager for the Tampa Bay Rays. He, you know, he's innovative, I don't want to say, but he is a dude who's willing to do whatever he has to do with this team, whether it bring in a reliever to start the game. You know, he's been that guy that, hey, these are the guys I have in order to maximize our potential to win games. I may have to do some stuff that's a little unorthodox here. Uh, he did it again last night in the eighth inning. He brings in a relief pitcher. He's facing a lineup of the Red Sox that's lefty, righty, lefty. So he brings in a lefty, pitches to the first batter, gets him out. He then goes to the mound and puts yeah. at first base and brings in yeah. a right-handed pitcher, gets him out. Then he brings the first, now the first baseman, what was, back to the pitcher's mound. And Alex Cora and the umpire, who was Angel Hernandez, who we know is not exactly the, um, shall we say, the highest rated umpire in uh, in professional yeah. baseball there. Fair. 26-minute delay because they couldn't figure out what, what where's he going, what's, is this legal, is it not legal? Like, And by the way, this is the third time he's done it this year alone. Right, that's Kevin what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like this was new, but... 
I was just blown away. 26 minutes. We can get a fair or foul or an out call, right? In replay in what? Five? Like, how is it that it took 26 minutes to figure out what was... I was blown away in an eighth inning of a one-run game. Two teams tied, battling for a playoff spot, and it took you 26 minutes to figure out the rule book. I was blown away by it, Dane. Yeah, that's interesting um, because also, because I know this has been done before. The question of if this is legal or not has already been settled. Like, I've seen it before, and you said it yourself. So you've done it two other times this year. I saw, and, and you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they get a lot of this uh, experimental, entrepreneurial spirit from their former manager, Joe Madden. Joe, you know what I mean? Like, Madden is, it was big on the shift, and to be quite honest, Honest, when you started bringing this up, I was going to say I've seen Joe Madden do this with the Cubs, okay? But he put the he put the pitcher like out in left field, I think, if it was a right-handed hitter or right field if it was a left-handed hitter. Sounds like Cash is doing it and put him in, him in first base. But this is a good answer. Remember also, Joe, the uh, independent league doing the robot umps and the stealing first base. Yes. They may also start to uh, pilot the idea of relievers coming in have to have a three batter minimum. That's another one of these pace of play rules that they're looking at to speed it up and this could be the end around around that so uh, i like what tampa does they are a petri dish of innovation yeah no they really do i i gotta give them credit because it's a manager as well yeah and they were big on this to begin with I, i love guys and cash is one of these guys don't forget he was a never had big league experience this was a minor league manager they ended up bringing up after manager 